When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is St. Pete Sam Phelan down there in St. Pete in Florida this week. Uh, we are always going live weekday mornings at 8 central time, no matter where we're at, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow us all across those uh, platforms at A to Z Sports. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. You like Wilson County Hyundai. If you want to make them a part of your new car buying process, like you should, go see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, you can get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com. <clears throat> slash ATOZ. The Aura app keeps you safe online and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, uh, especially at Aura.com slash ATOZ. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer uh, with three locations across the mid-state in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin online at KrebsKubota.com. So Sam, uh, you had your first jet ski experience yesterday. Uh, they're down in St. Pete outside of Tampa. In the bay, did you go jet skiing in the ocean, which we can kind of see over your right shoulder, or did you go jet skiing in the bay that is probably uh, in uh, towards the front of you uh, there at St. Pete? Yeah, I, we, I was told it was the Gulf. So, well, the I Gulf is the, the ocean. That that is oh. the Gulf of Mexico. That is the massive body of water. Well, I didn't know what well, I don't know what bay you're referring to. Then I, I haven't the Tampa seen Bay, <laughs> right? But uh, no, I was in the ocean. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a great time. We'll talk about it later for good news. But, uh, you know, I'm here, so that's a plus. You made me a little nervous yesterday, but St. Pete Sam is here. I I've got better Wi-Fi this morning. We're rattling off some wins on a Friday. I like it. I like it. Uh, I had uh, no wins last night in the bowling lanes, but, again, we will, we will discuss that uh, later. And yeah, that we, good I got to figure out what – you don't strike me as a bowler, so we got to figure out kind of what went down yesterday. Uh, again, again I'm not bad by any means. Uh, I just did not realize that uh, our national sales representative, Andrew Shulman, is actually really good mm. at bowling. So that is where I did not pick up any Ws. Uh, but, all right, Sam, let's dive into this. Um, we're actually going to kind of start in Tampa Bay because – Trevor Sikama, who's also known on Twitter as Tampa Bay Trey, gave his top 10 NFL coaches as he uh, works for Pro Football Focus. So top 10 head coaches in the NFL per Trevor Sikama. He's got one Andy Reid, two Bill Belichick, three Mike Tomlin, four Kyle Shanahan, five John Harbaugh, six Sean McVay, seven Doug Peterson of the Jags getting some love, eight Nick Sirianni of the Super Bowl appearing uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, nine, Sean McDermott, and then number 10, Brian Dayball, who is just one year into his NFL head coaching career. So those are the top 10 head coaches in the NFL, according 
to Trevor Sikama. Sam, I'll let you just give some initial reaction. The head, the, the, the title of our show, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel slided by two national NFL outlets. Pro Football Focus and Trevor Sikama being the first one because Mike Vrabel is not in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, my first reaction when I saw that, I, I just don't know how you have a top ten list without Mike Vrabel on it. Like, I think there's some nuances inside the top ten some things that Mike Vrabel could potentially be criticized for when you're inside the top 10 about why he does or doesn't deserve to be in a particular spot. But given the consistency that he has had during his time with the Tennessee Titans and really building one of the more consistent cultures uh, around a team that is less talented than some of those uh, teams that you see with head coaches that like we talk Andy Reid and Andy Reid's a phenomenal coach. Andy Reid also has one of the more talented rosters in the league. Same with Nick Sirianni and some of these other coaches that get a lot of credit some of the time, but this is a former coach of the year. This is somebody who, you know, up until last season had consistently gotten better and never had a losing season in his career. I just don't know how that guy's not in your top 10 with as much turnover as we have in the national football league. There are not 10 names that I would have taken over Mike Vrabel. So I, I saw this list first, and we'll talk about the second one, but I saw this one first, and my eyebrows immediately got raised of, how is Mike Vrabel not in the top 10? Doesn't check out to me. And, you know, I think as we get deeper into the show, I'll talk a little bit about some of these names, but yeah. I think some of this is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I'll i go to some comments out of the gates here because I do see some people, uh, uh, several, uh, including Renald um, right there. I see JNYDSG on Twitch. So I appreciate it, some people watching on Twitch uh, this morning. But And then others are just talking about recency bias, right? I mean, because Kenny says the Jags get one decent season and now their coach is a top 10 guy. Now, look. Doug Peterson has done more than coach the Jags for one season. He did win a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah. And so uh, he is a legitimately good head coach. Uh, and he did a great job in his first year with the Jags after Urban Meyer tanked everything with the Jags. But hey, top seven after, you know, just a couple years after getting fired because he and Carson Wentz had a power struggle or Carson Wentz won the power struggle. That, that tells you everything you need to know about where that situation was in Philadelphia. But, hey, the Eagles have rebounded very nicely because now Nick Sirianni is right there at number eight. And so I think there is a lot of recency bias in all this. Now, look, uh, Brian Dable is also in there with some recency bias uh, there too. But Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh, the top five I think all deserve, Sam, to be in that top five. I, I think that is fair. Well, or in the top 10, at least. I think those five deserve I to be in the top I think all five of those deserve to be in the top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think that's the top five. Uh, yeah, I misspoke the first time. Yeah, I don't think they're all top five, but I do think they're all top 10. Sean McVay, look, he's been, he had a honeymoon tour after his uh, Super Bowl win with the Rams. We'll see what his next uh, iteration is of his career. And then we got some, uh, you know, recency bias type coaches to round out uh, that, uh, that but, top 10. Yeah, well, here's one of my issues with uh, – go ahead and throw the list up again. Yeah. But one of my issues with this list is if you're talking about recency bias, I'm frustrated with the lack of accountability for some of these other head coaches. It, like, if you're holding Mike Vrabel to the standard of 
seven straight losses to end the season and a seven and 10 2022 yeah. that resulted in uh, not having a playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. Like where is the recency bias to somebody like Mike Tomlin, to somebody like Sean McVay, to somebody like Bill Belichick who are in the top 10, who are at the top. And I get that, you know, those guys have won Super Bowls and done it in the past, but if it's strictly a recency bias list, why is Bill Belichick at number two when the Patriots haven't done anything since Tom Brady left them and, and yeah. he didn't make the playoffs last year either. So like, that's where I immediately got confused by this list is like, are we ranking the top 10 head coaches or are we ranking the 10 coaches who had the best season? I don't, see how you leave Mike Vrabel off if it's head coaches in general, even if there is recency bias, like that should have affected some of those other names as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you, but it's, you know, it, there is a lot of, you know, recent success. Then there's also the longevity. I think Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin are, are up there because you know, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and again, like he had been Roethlisberger for a long time, but then he was able to put it together post Ben Roethlisberger and with a rookie quarterback like Kenny Pickett and still not have a losing season where Mike Vrabel did have a losing season last, last year. And it's only just his fifth year um, as a head coach. So let's get to our second list. uh, Our second national outlet that has slighted Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel uh, here this morning, as we go through uh, our show today on a Friday, but first let me tell you guys all about Krebs Kubota Uh, They are an elite Kubota dealer in the Nashville area. KrebsKubota.com is where to find them online. And they got three awesome locations in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. I've been to the Murfreesboro location. It's pretty badass. Like if you are an equipment guy, if you're like, if you just want to go to a spot and just cross your arms and look at some really cool, like powerful stuff, uh, then Krebs Kubota is your place. And uh, uh, Jamie and Matt, awesome guys are out there helping run Krebs Kubota at all three locations. They've got uh, the elite Kubota dealership uh, recognition badge there. And what that means is they have the best equipment in the industry with Kubota, but they also have the best warranty in the industry with Kubota. And they've also got incredible customer service with what they do with the people that run Krebs, because it's all about having a great relationship with your equipment provider. When you're using all of these power units, these, a lot of force that's going into the earth, when you're doing projects around your property, you have to know who to trust and who can help you out, get all those things accomplished, stay safe and get the right stuff. And Krebs Kubota, they thrive in that. So three great locations, again, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up on the BetMGM app, and you can get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. The best way to do sports gambling is when the risk is limited and when you can get your money back. So sign up, use that code ATOZ Sports. You place your first wager. Even if you lose money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,000, sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. That's betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. So we're going through uh, Mike Vrabel, Titans head coach, slided by two NFL national outlets. The first was Pro Football Focus's Trevor Sykema, who does not have Mike Vrabel as a top 10 head coach. Here is his top 10. Pretty standard. A lot of, you know, the big names towards the top, but then a lot of recency bias there with Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, and Brian Dayball. I think the one guy we haven't really mentioned yet that uh, just kind of, you know, you feel like, okay, Sean McDermott, McDermott, he deserves to be there. And everything, everybody feels okay um, about that. I did see a comment um, here uh, saying 
that Vrabel was a coach of the year last year. Well, it was two years ago that Mike Vrabel was a coach of the year, and he is already out of the top 10. And we go to our second outlet, uh, national outlet, and this is CBS Sports, who has Mike Vrabel at 13th. And here is the uh, uh, the blurb from Cody Benjamin, who put this together for CBSSports.com. Mike Vrabel said his is a commitment to a retro bruising run first approach is both his blessing and curse. The man's res- reliance on vets like Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry hasn't really yielded more than early round playoff bids, and yet year in and year out, he gets more out of physical his physical teams than you'd expect. Always good for at least a wild card contention in the AFC South. So Sam, what do you think about Cody Benjamin's blurb about Mike Vrabel being 13th right there um, in his CBS sports rankings? And I'll go ahead and just say Nick Sirianni is 12th, Matt LaFleur 11th, Doug Peterson 10th. Other guys that are in the CBS uh, sports top 10 that are not in pro football focuses, Pete Carroll, the Seahawks, Sean Payton of the Broncos um, are right there too. So Sam, what are your thoughts about the Cody Benjamin blurb? Um, Look, I get the criticism. I think that is the one criticism of Vrabel. Like, I think if there's going to be one thing you bring up, it's going to be the run first. It's going to be the, you know, I, he says it's produced nothing but early playoff exits. I mean, there was a run to the AFC championship game. So like he's like, two and three in the playoff as a head coach, and right, like, which is not a bad record. Yeah, I mean, show me, show me an NFL head coach or an NFL quarterback besides Tom Brady and Joe Montana who have a winning record in the playoffs because yeah. you're going to lose every year that you don't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure I, I put a ton into that. I mean, yeah, they lost in the first round against the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021. The second round. Uh, yeah, first game, second round, which, yeah, I mean, even then in and of itself, I mean, you had uh, an AFC championship appearance and a divisional round appearance. Most of these teams don't make it that far. Um, so I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think the criticism of the run first approach and the reliance on Tannehill and Henry is fair. I think we're going to see this season how much of that is Mike Vrabel and how much of that was him being handcuffed by the roster John Robinson gave to him. I, I mean, I saw a comment earlier that said Vrabel also failed on his, you know, promise to keep AJ. But I think we've all kind of known now that Mike Vrabel did want to keep AJ. Yeah. And like, I don't it's quite hard to keep AJ enough. I'm, it's not Mike Vrabel's call at the end of the day. John yeah, Robinson was the general yeah. manager, and we don't know exactly what happened with that dynamic but I at least get the sense Mike Vrabel wanted to keep him John Robinson got his way John Robinson was proven wrong John Robinson's no longer with the team so I don't know how much of that is Vrabel and how much of that is the roster around him and I will say when Mike Vrabel did have the weapons downfield to stretch the stretch the offense to rely less on Derrick Henry to give Ryan Tannehill the support in his system that he needed Mike Vrabel had one of the better offenses on his team and one of the better defenses on his team. And they went to the AFC championship game. They had a great 2020 season. uh, And then they were the number one seed, even without Derrick Henry in 2021. So like this guy has a track record of getting it done when he has the roster to support him. So you'll know this year, but I think that is the one criticism if there is going to be one. 
Yeah, and to go back to the Pro Football Focus graphic because it kind of shows us a top ten, right? I, I think there's a there's a lot of prove it situations that we're kind of talking about. Like guys, I think Bill Belichick is in a significant prove it situation at this point with Mac Jones. I think uh, I think uh, Sean McVay is in a prove it situation. Nick Sirianni is in a prove it situation after going to the Super Bowl uh, this past year. And Sean McDermott, guys, is is in the whole Buffalo Bills team is in a spot where they got to win. Like they, they haven't yet gotten to an AFC title game. The Buffalo bills have to win. They haven't been able to break through. They lose the Bengals and the chiefs the last couple of years. And now Josh Allen is making bukus of money and they've, they've, they've paid as many defensive players as they possibly can. They've paid their offensive weapons. It's time to put up or shut up. And so that's up to Sean McDermott and his quarterback to get it done. And so there's a lot of prove it situations. And I think Mike Vrabel is in a prove it situation too, because now it's like you're saying, and like people in the chat are saying, well, uh, how much of the the failures last season were because of John Robinson and how much of them are because of Mike Vrabel? Because I'll give Cody Benjamin, go ahead. Well, I'd like to say too, like how many of those guys that have done it as like, there's a handful of coaches that have been as consistent in their win loss records as Mike Vrabel, like really only a few that have done year over year winning seasons for the most part, but how many of them have had an elite quarterback when they've done it? Like Mike Rabel does not have an elite quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill's adequate, like he's fine, but to be able to build a consistent winner around an offense that doesn't have an elite quarterback is very, very difficult to do. And as we know, it's very difficult to win in the playoffs without that guy. Like, Andy Reid does not have the same record in the playoffs if Patrick Mahomes is not his quarterback. Sean McDermott's lost a lot of playoff games, like you said, in spite of having the elite quarterback and Josh Allen. Same thing with John Harbaugh, since he really took, like, in this Lamar Jackson era, has not been able to win in the playoffs very much with Lamar Jackson. So, like, I think that's a credit to Vrabel. The fact that he does have the playoff run to his name in 2019. He does have the number one seed in the AFC in 2021 to his name and, and the NFL coach of the year. And this is with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. Like, yeah, that's substantial. Yeah. And saying the man uh, on YouTube gives a super chat. The NFL is a what have you done lately league? No doubt about that, Sam. Uh, the man, not Sam, not St. Pete Sam, but Sam the man on YouTube here. Uh, and so, yeah, Mike Vrabel's done it without uh, a, a MVP caliber quarterback where Andy Reid has gone from Patrick Mahomes. He had his Ryan Tannehill style quarterback in, in Alex Smith for a few years. And then he had Donovan McNabb for a long time in Philadelphia. And so, yeah, there's a lot of good things and you have to be good and lucky and fortunate to get good quarterbacks like that. So Sam, Let's go ahead and ask the official first question to everybody in the chat, because I think we've already had a great conversation thus far, even without officially asking you guys a question. You guys are on it uh, on this Friday morning with this topic, because we're talking about Mike Vrabel being slided by CBS Sports and Pro Football Focus for not being a top 10 head coach uh, and getting some guys like Brian Dayball, Nick Sirianni, Doug Peterson, who have already jumped ahead of him. Uh, just one year removed from Vrabel being the NFL coach of the year. So here is the question, Sam, and we'll get to everybody's comments. Where should Mike Vrabel be ranked? You know, is he a top 10 guy? Is he top 15? Where should Mike Vrabel be ranked as an NFL head coach? We'll get to everybody's comments 
here in a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans, where they can uh, up your rankings when it comes to your health coverage. And if you're a Tennessean and you're trying to figure out how to save money in any aspect of your life and trying to cut off some of that budget, I'll tell you what, Farm Bureau Health Plans will help you get there because they will give you a great, fantastic rate for actually really good coverage. Zach saved 20% on his health coverage and got better coverage when he switched to Farm Bureau Health Plans. And they've been doing this for Tennesseans for 75 plus years. It is so easy to get started. They have 200 plus locations across the state, but all you gotta do is get a log on fbhp.com slash ATOZ. You take a health ass- assessment, takes 20, 30 minutes, and then they start your quote and your path to saving money on your health coverage and getting better health coverage on top of it. You usually don't get to eat your cake and have it too, or have your cake and eat it too, however they say it. But Farm Bureau Health Plans can do it for you. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. They're the king of sports books. You use that bonus code on your screen, ATOZ Sports, when you place your first wager with BetMGM, and you can get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet. Whatever it is that you put down, up to $1,000, you're getting that money back in the form of a bonus bet, even if the bet loses. That's why they're the king of sports books. They're the go-to. Uh, if you're trying to get into the sports gambling space, it's betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. So we're asking where should Mike Vrabel be ranked as an NFL head coach after both Pro Football Focus and CBS Sports leave Vrabel out of the top 10. So I'll go ahead and send you to the chat to see what everybody's thinking about where Vrabel should be uh, in NFL head coaching rankings uh, there on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Steven is uh, just right. Top 13. So he doesn't think this is a slight of Mike Vrabel at all. Orlando says he's number 10. Uh, Avening says uh, top five. Jonathan says five or six. Daniel Wright says top 10. Titans Kyle says between 10 and 12. Tighten up says top 10. Jay says 7 to 10. Ed, 19 to 22. That's a ridiculous comment. 19 to 22. Ridiculous take. Time out. Time out. Let me let me go to CBS's uh, Cody Benjamin's list. And let me go to yeah. 19 to 22. And let's just see exactly who's there. All right. <laughs> uh, coming in at number 19. Awfully hoped to be fired. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. Coming in at number 20, the Browns' Kevin Stefanski, also a former NFL Coach of the Year. Uh, But 21, Ron Rivera in Washington. And 22, Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell is 17-28-1. 17-28-1 in his head coaching career. Uh, Ron Rivera is really good. I think he's had a longevity of a career. But he is a little bit over 500. Stefanski is just a little bit over 500. And Mike McCarthy is a lot over 500, but he did have Aaron Rodgers and there in Green Bay for quite some time. So that is who uh, Ed is saying Mike Vrabel should be at 19. To yeah, I, I disagree. 19 to 22. It's just that is very disrespectful, inarguably disrespectful to Mike Vrabel to say 19 to 22. Um, he's in this top tier. There, no other way about it. He's in this upper tier here. Jags got juice says it's top eight. Darius says top 10, probably seven or eight. Richie says top 10. Deborah says he's number five. A Michigan Titan thinks he's top eight. Titans. Kyle says he's 10th. Tall Texan says six. Billy Jones says six. John says he's seventh. Robbie says five or six. Jonathan says 10. Pedro says at least nine. Rooney says six. Will is 11 or 12. 
Matt is top six, uh, top eight from Bork, top six from Paul. Uh, so a lot of people in the top 10, but I'm surprised. Like, Zoe says 15. I, a lot of people at Mike Vrabel in this, like, mid-middle tier right here. I People not liking the Titans head coach, even Jeff, 13 to 16th here, Austin. Uh, but where do you have him? Like, I don't think you can put him that low. So what's the number for you? Yeah, I think... 9, 10, 11 is kind of where I'm at with Mike Vrabel. I think Cody Benjamin has Vrabel just a little bit too low. Uh, I think it's way too early to have Brian Dayball uh, in a top 10 list. Now, to Cody Benjamin's credit, he has Brian Dayball at 15th. Um, I think I would take uh, Mike Vrabel over Matt LaFleur of the Packers because I, I know I know Matt LaFleur has had a lot of 13-3 and three seasons and then they they dropped off last year, but now it's up to Matt Lafleur to figure out what well, the hell he, he's another guy that has had the elite quarterback yeah. and failed to win in the playoffs. So yes. I like I think he's got a couple things that like couple negatives Vrabel doesn't have on his resume. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I would put Vrabel ahead of Lafleur. I would put Vrabel ahead of Nick Sirianni to this point. I, I like Nick Sirianni a lot, but I mean, you give me a break. He's just he's only entering his third year as a head coach <clears throat> and he went to the Super Bowl uh, with a fantastic run and you got to give him credit for that but he's also got two incredible wide receivers I mean his wide receivers one of them won a freaking Heisman Trophy and the other one's AJ Brown and then he's got Jalen Hurts who can quarterback sneak his way to a damn uh, NFC championship uh, by itself on top of the best offensive line in the NFL that's being that's on a budget, you know, being paid nothing because they're all in it together and then a defense that's uh, ferocious. So uh, I think Nick Sirianni is a little too high as of right now. I'd also put Vrabel ahead of Pete Carroll. You know, I know Pete Carroll did a really good job last year uh, in, a, in a resurgence of a Seahawks uh, franchise moving on from Russell Wilson. But I do think, I do think Pete Carroll, like Vrabel in a way, are both unconventional modern head coaches. Like, Pete Carroll's a special teams guy. Vrabel, we know, is a defensive guy. Um, so I, I just think right now, Vrabel, I trust more this year and and for a stable situation than Pete Carroll as of right now. So before you get to your, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you let you um, answer where you want, and then I kind of have a follow up question about this topic that might be kind of interesting too. Yeah. Well, so I. Honestly, the number that keeps popping into my head, like I look at this, I think he's ahead of all the guys you named. I have Mike Vrabel at seven uh, is the okay. number. Uh, and I, I thought about putting him at six over Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin has, uh, I, I just have not been a fan of what he's done with Pittsburgh over the past few years. They feel a little bit lost uh, as an organization and especially offensively. Um, but uh, Mike Tomlin is Mike Vrabel in some ways that has been doing it for longer and had a little bit more consistency and has the Super Bowl title. So for those reasons, I, I wasn't able to quite do that, but I would take Vrabel over Doug Peterson. I take him over Sean McDermott. I take him over Brian Dable. I take him over Nick Sirianni and maybe the resume doesn't match up with all of those guys. But when I have seen what Mike Vrabel is working with and what he has done with this team, what he has done with this organization, 
when I hear players talk about playing for Mike Vrabel and how much they love playing for Mike Vrabel and the draw that he has on being a player's coach that connects with his guys. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time putting any of those names above him. So he's the number seven head coach. I was tempted to put him higher. And, and you know, you would, if you would have asked me when the Titans were seven and three over the Green Bay Packers in 2022, where Mike Vrabel ranked, it would have been closer to fourth or third than seventh, because I really do think what he has done with the Titans is exceptional. And I've maintained the stance throughout the whole offseason. As long as Mike Vrabel's the head coach of the Titans, I expect them to compete. And I think they're in really good hands. Yeah. So while Titans fans might be, you know, a little skeptical because of recent events and kind of how things have trended after the 2021 season, I have a lot of confidence Mike Vrabel's going to turn this thing around. So, uh, again, I'm putting up Cody Benjamin's blurb, you know, because Andre has a really good comment in Super Chat. I'm going to get to in a second to set this up. But uh, Benjamin says his commitment to a retro bruising run first approach is both his blessing and his curse. So I'll stop there because I see Andre with this Super Chat saying the criticism's right. You can't ignore Vrabel's role in Pease leaving Downing for two years, Kelly, Tim Kelly promoted hard training injuries, uh, keeping daily over Raiden's defense first approach and stubbornness. He's still top 10 though, as Andre said. So like, yeah. I think the criticism of Todd Downing right now is Mike Vrabel's biggest miss. I think as a head coach, look, the Dean Pease deal. I, I, I think, I think we've learned from Dean Pease. He has a type. Dean Pease's type is new head coach that I'm going to come in here and work with for a few years, and then I'm going to move on and retire. And then I'll come back for another new head coach and have a good relationship, work for a couple of years, then I'm going to go retire again. Because he's done that now three times, right? He did it with John Harbaugh several years ago with Baltimore. He did it with Vrabel coming out of retirement. He retired, and he came out of retirement again for Arthur Smith in Atlanta. So like, I, I don't think that's a Dean Pease, Mike Vrabel thing. I think that's more of a, just a situation there. But uh, Kendrell says, answer the question, Austin. I, I didn't, I, I answered the question. I said nine to 11 is where I think Vrabel should be. Um, so I answered that earlier. So Sam. Um, well, I, I want to touch on this real quick too, yeah. because I, yeah, it's important. I don't think a lot of this is, yeah, this isn't Mike Vrabel stuff, which is why I agree with you. Downing's the miss, right? Daily over Raiden's. I think everybody in the Titans coaching staff had a little bit of influence on that. And they viewed Raiden's as more of a guard. That's where they wanted to work him. He also got injured at one point and was, you know, not always available to them. So that's why daily stayed, but you know, Taylor Luan was the left tackle. The Mike Vrabel was not like working with his first choice or what he was like necessarily happy with in Dennis daily last year. Uh, I think the promotion uh, or the, you know, the hard training injuries, you know, that's up in the air, whether that's Mike Vrabel or not. A lot of the injuries that the Titans have had occur, occur on the, the field in games, which is kind of just like bad luck, right? I mean, like do you, if you have a high ankle sprain, cause somebody rolls up on you in a game, that's really not the head coach's fault or a training issue. It's just wrong place at the wrong time. Um, downing was a bad choice. I think downing is. Mm -hmm. And the coaching hires that Mike Vrabel makes are really the one area that I have been extra critical of him that I could see people being critical of. So, I, but I don't think all of this is Vrabel. And for all the people that brought up AJ earlier, like that's not Vrabel. So 
there are things that are out of his control as the head coach. And that's why you brought up the idea of a prove it year this year. That's why yeah. 2023 is so important because Mike Vrabel got another chance to have a bigger role in personnel decisions, to hire a new offensive coordinator, to, you know, really build a roster around the image of what he wanted his team to look like. That's what Rand Carthon told us was his mission as a GM is give Mike the players Mike wants. Yep. So what the Titans do this year and over the next couple seasons, as Mike Vrabel is able to build a roster that fits his vision for a team, will show you how capable he is of being the guy uh, for an NFL franchise. Yeah. So Kendrell asked me to ask a different question or answer a different question. He says, no, the Super Bowl question who has won Carroll or Vrabel? Yeah. Pete Carroll has a Super Bowl. Mike Vrabel does not. Uh, Pete Carroll won his Super Bowl as a head coach nine seasons ago. Nine seasons ago, the 2014 season and, and cost them a Super Bowl in notorious fashion. Yeah, so. and like the like the next year or whatever it was. I, I, so like, look, yes, Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl in the 2014 season. So we're talking about 2023 NFL head coaching rankings. We're not stocking off, you know, who's at the end of their careers, who's the what order are these guys getting in the Hall of Fame. Well, and it, and it's important too. Like I understand the resume, but the league also bypasses some guys. Like sports evolve, the leagues evolve, what works in certain leagues evolve. I think that's really what's impressive about Andy Reid is that, you know, he was able to do it in different eras and have success in different eras and in different ways with different rosters and, and that's what makes him probably the unquestioned number one right now in the NFL. But that's important to keep in mind too. Like is Pete Carroll able to coach a team in the 2023 national football league? That's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Maybe. I mean, he did a great job last year. We, we already established that, but I do think that just because you won a Super Bowl 10 years ago, like that doesn't do a ton for me. Now I want to know that you're able to build a winner today. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so Sam, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a follow-up question that I think is going to be really interesting because Mike Vrabel is a defensive-minded coach in an offensive-minded league. So my question to you, and I'll let you think about it after I tell you, if you were drafting head coaches, yeah, where would how would Vrabel fall in that draft? Like if it was – if you could start a franchise and you were building it from the ground up and you were drafting head coaches, where do you think Vrabel would come off the board as a defensive minded coach entering the 2023 season? So I'll let you chew on that for a second uh, while I tell everybody about the aura app because aura is keeping me safe online. Keeping Sam safe online. We signed up with aura months ago at this point uh, with aura.com slash ATOZ where you get a two week free trial. And now I get less robocalls. I get less uh, junk emails. I get less junk mail in my mailbox because of what Aura is doing. They also protect my passwords and they let me know if one of my passwords has been leaked in some data breach. And they tell me, hey, such and such passwords is leaked. You should go change it. I say, okay, thank you, Aura. And then I go change it. And they've also got credit identity theft monitoring as well. Uh, so Aura can keep you safe and notify you when any of your information is being shared with people that don't need to have it. And it's so easy to sign up. It takes two or three minutes. And you start with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ for a two-week free trial. Simple as that, Aura.com slash ATOZ for a great two-week free trial. 
Today's show is powered by BetMGM. They are the king of sports books, and we do have the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You see it right there on the bottom of your screen. You can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets uh, if your first bet doesn't win with BetMGM. So you place that wager. Find that game that's speaking to you. I know we're kind of in a dead period for sports right now, but baseball's coming back soon. I saw the other day, Austin, we're nine Sundays away from NFL regular season action. That's right. Nine Sundays away from being able to sit down in front of red zone, sit down and watch the Titans or, you know, all the NFL day slate of games. Uh, so make sure you're getting with BetMGM before then and use the bonus code ATOZ sports. If it doesn't win up to $1,000 back in bonus bets with the king of sports books, BetMGM. All right. So Sam, I just asked you this question. If there was an NFL head coach draft entering the 2023 season, where would defensive-minded head coach Mike Vrabel come off the board? I think this is a fascinating conversation. I thought of it organically off the fly. Uh, where would you think he would be drafted? You don't have to pinpoint it exactly, but you know, there's 32 spots, right? So what are you thinking here? Uh, I mean – I don't think my answer differs a ton. Really? I, like, so do you think the fact that he's defensive would knock him down a draft board because teams would be targeting offense? Is that your thought? Like, that I is, if- I, I've had a long standing position that the Tennessee Titans will always be in a revolving door situation at offensive coordinator because they hired a defensive minded head coach. And, that's what they went with. They thought Mike Vrabel, you know, leader of men was the right move. And I but, get it. And he well, is. Well, listen. Hold on. Hold, but, hold on. But because now, like, once again, if you have an offensive coordinator, you're not going to keep them for long. Because they're either going to be good enough to get a head coaching opportunity or bad enough to get fired. And that is exactly what's happened with Mike Vrabel's first three offensive coordinators. They were either good enough to get an o- a head coach job with LaFleur and, and Arthur Smith or Todd Downing got fired after two years and it was one year too long. Is and, that not every offensive coordinator though? Yes, like even but, offensive coordinators for offensive coaches yes. are great and get a head coaching job or get fired. But when the head coach is an offensive minded head coach and the offensive coordinators in that revolving door, the continuity right. with your quarterback and your offense is still there. Right. I understand like, that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I think if you're looking at it, assuming teams are approaching a head coach draft and they have the resumes of the guys, I think he goes six or seven and you maybe maybe six because you don't take Bill Belichick because he's old and you're like, ah, yeah, longevity. Right? So maybe Mike Vrabel goes a little bit ahead of him, but I, I don't know. I think, it, I think he's a top seven, eight head coach in the NFL and if I'm looking at taking a guy, I, and I think this is proven too. We've kind of established this. Andy Reid has kind of broken this mold, but the most sustainable head coaches in the NFL over the last 15 years have been the defensive guys that know how to build culture. And yeah, that's, culture. that's like two guys, though. That's two guys. That's Belichick well, it's and Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's now Mike Vrabel. Those are the yeah, guys that's that not, have but stuck. Vrabel's been there for five years, so I don't think he's not quite. It's John the, Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is also a special teams guy, so, just like uh, Pete Carroll is. So, but right, but Pete Carroll, like offense, isn't the specialty for these guys, and these are the guys that know how to build culture 
and sustained success. If I'm an NFL franchise, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to find the flash in the pan offensive guy. I want, I want those guys. So I think Mike Vrabel goes I just think, six or seven. I just think the Steelers are an anomaly because they've had like three coaches in like the last 50 years. That, that's True. just this, right. The Steelers are different. And I agree with where to go uh, with uh, Scarbird right there. Uh, Richter. I don't know how to say his name on YouTube. I think Kyle Shanahan's the first overall pick of a head coach. I think he is guy. too. Pro- probably. But when you, cause of age. Age, I think, you know, he, I think Andy Reid, even with his age, is still high. I'd take Uh, Mike Vrabel over Sean McVay, knowing that McVay's flirting with the booth right now. No, for sure. So you bump him up another spot there. Right. I mean, but again, like, I think Sean Payton is going to go higher in a draft than Vrabel. I think Don no, Peterson's going Sean to higher. Sean on his way out, too. Like, he, uh, I, he just got back. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, how long is he really going to stay? Yeah. But he, he got out and he got out of New Orleans because he didn't want to have to go through the crap they're doing right now without Drew Brees. Like, I, and I think Nick Sirianni gets drafted ahead of Vrabel. Uh, I think LaFleur. I think Zach Taylor. I think, uh, Brian Dayball, I think uh, Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. You think Zach I think, Taylor gets drafted before Mike yes, Vrabel? No yes, in way. a head. Co- yes, I think this all, is it, such a stupid argument. No, it's because not. This, this well, is, I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying because it's like this would never happen. But uh, I do enjoy the discord. There's I no, think it's no, great. Nobody's taking Zach Taylor over. Yes. Zach Taylor's not taking Zach Taylor over Mike Vrabel. In a, yes, you are. It, Sam, you were if you were starting a. Yes, you absolutely. Zach Taylor as an offensive-minded head coach. Zach Taylor has the worst winning percentage of any head coach to ever coach in the Super Bowl ever, and it's Uh, only because he's got Joe Burrow at quarterback. Yeah, he has his record sucks so bad because Joe Burrow tore his ACL his first year, and they were they were awful, right? Like that. that Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel almost won a division with Josh Dobbs. No, again, I, I like Mike Vrabel's a head coach. I just think if you're drafting head coaches, those offensive-minded coaches are going to go first, even if they are, even if they are deemed a lesser head coach than Vrabel. The offensive-minded part of it is going to bump them up. So, like, how does that affect was, Bill Belichick, was, so, yeah. John Harbaugh, and Mike Tomlin? It's, it's the same thing. Uh, well, those guys. I think Belichick's lower because of his age. I think Tomlin's probably still ahead of Rabel. Uh, who was the other one, the one you mentioned? John Harbaugh. Har- well, like, so like, is Zach Taylor getting drafted ahead of Mike Tomlin? No way. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said ahead of Mike Vrabel. Right. So, but, it, but if you're doing the offense argument for it. Yes, but not, but, but Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh have been established for longer than Vrabel. Like Vrabel, again, I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I'm just saying like, was Anthony Richardson the fourth best prospect in this draft? No, no, he's a quarterback, right? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, head coaches all play the same position. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but, but they're but it's different. When you are a quarterback head coach, you get propped up and you get more opportunities. And when you're a quarterback, yeah. you get propped up and get more opportunities. That's the point. Is that Vrabel? Look, J. Uh, T. J. Watt went late in the 20s in the draft, but he's the be- one of the best dudes in the in the damn league but he's a defensive player. And yeah. so again, that's kind of the point of the draft part of the conversation is that the defensive minded thing, I think dings him uh, across when CBS and pro football focus and whoever else is going to be ranking head coaches, that's going to knock him down a peg. 
I don't know. Devin, uh, Devin came at like Vrabel got a one seed without Henry and a terrible offensive line. Like what the guy's done. has No, been... the offensive line in, when they got a one seed was not that bad. Yeah, it was. It wasn't that bad. Uh, now, and, and what happened when they they played good defense and they they were versatile on offense because they did not have Derrick Henry. Yeah. Right? Well, I less mean, predictable because they didn't have to give Derrick Henry the ball 25 times. I mean, that's I kind know. of a. What happened when they lost the quarterback? They lost seven in a row. But when you lose the running back, you win six out of nine. That's, again, that's the point, is that you got to go more off. You got to go lean. And, I, I, you know, this is a super inside Tennessee Vols thing, but it applies here. Butch Jones was a bad head coach and a bad management manager of personalities, but he had to make a decision one year. Do I, do I run the offense to the quarterback, Josh Dobbs? Or do I run the offense through my eye back, Jalen Hurd? He picked Josh Dobbs. Jalen Hurd transferred. Josh Dobbs was the correct decision. The quarterback is the correct decision. And, and yeah, the Titans the last two seasons have proven I think, that too. I think if you're talking to head coaches, though, you, you do have to consider all of the offensive head coaches that flame out. And, and like offensive head coaches frequently are not really cut out to be head coaches. I mean, you see these quarterback guys – get elevated all the time. Nathaniel Hackett types that get out there. They don't know how to build culture. They don't know how to build, uh, you know, a, a full team and, and hang on to a locker room. And I think defensive guys are able to do that more consistently. They're able to build culture more consistently. Now you rarely see them hired now for the reason that you said, everybody's looking for the flash in the pan offensive guy, that can elevate their quarterback to an elite level. But I think if you're drafting, you do have to factor in like consistency and longevity. And, and while, you know, Titans fans might be soured on Mike Vrabel right now, I think that, you know, five years from now, you'll still be talking about him as the coach of the Titans and be talking about him with four more winning seasons added. Oh, to his I, resume. Yeah. So, I, I don't disagree with that either. So, I don't know. We let's talk. But how many say about how many more offensive coordinators is he going to have over the over those next probably five years? probably three, three more. Yeah, probably yeah. three. So <laughs> it, it, three OCs in his first five years. He'll probably do three OCs in his next five years. Yeah, because Tim Kelly's either going to do really really well and get a shot, or he's not, and they're going to move on to somebody else who can be better. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Charles so, London season. Look, we went a lot longer on this conversation than, than we had thought, but hey, I thought this was a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but I I, I had a blast with this one. I, uh, hey, I'm I, I liked it. We disagree a little bit, so you know, you, I, you know, it's a good conversation. All right, Sam. So we have been excited about this. The Oilers or the Titans are announcing their jersey release on July 23rd. That's coming up uh, in a couple Sundays. July 23rd, they're dropping the Tennessee Oilers drip. They got this thing fired up here. It looks awesome uh, as we posted this graphic on social media earlier in the week. And so our question to everybody today, and you've got yours ready here, Sam, what NFL throwback jersey should return as the team's primary uniform? I think yeah, it's this, a cool question. This is not just like it was, it's easy to ask what is the best throwback jersey? But I want to know what should be the staple of this team. What should they have never gone away from? Because there's a few of them that I think are, are awesome and fun to watch. But I'm like, no, I, I wouldn't want to see it all the time. So, yeah, we, we, 
that's why we we asked the question here. All right, so we'll uh, get to everybody's answers. I know Sam's excited about his answer, but first, tell us about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, visit them at boneandjointtn.org, located out in Franklin. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery, and everything is all under one roof. Nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment and trying to get treatment and having to go from point A to point B and driving all over Middle Tennessee or wherever you are uh, to get your care. Well, Bone and Joint Institute's got it all in the same spot. Clinic, rehab, imaging, surgery, testing, all in the same spot. They're as reliable and trustworthy as it gets. It's why, uh, you know, we love them. It's why other people love them. If you've ever watched our doc talks, you know how knowledgeable these doctors are. Uh, they're the best in the business. So visit them, boneandjointtn.org, to schedule an appointment. Also with BetMGM, you can win big with the first bet offer with our bonus code, ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports when you sign up with a BetMGM app to get a first bet offer where you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. So make sure when you sign up with BetMGM this football season, do it with code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, other qualifications, other requirements. First online real money wager, only rewards issued to knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game with sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Sam, uh, the question is what throwback NFL uniform should be brought back as the team's primary thread. You got the main threads up there, but the Titans do have the old Oilers jersey release coming up on July 23rd, just about nine, 10 days away from today. So Sam, uh, I'll let you go to the chat first because I know you're pretty pumped about your answer here. We're going to the chat here. Titans, Kyle says, the Oilers, the ones that are about to get dropped, thinks the Titans should go. Same with Jay, same with Tamar. Same with Robbie. Everybody wants the Oilers jerseys back. I think the Titans have solid jerseys. I like the Titans jerseys a good bit. Uh, Jags got juice likes the Jaguars throwbacks. Uh, the, the Jaguars did do a little bit of like a switch that I think made them. Do you like the Jaguars switch? I think they got cleaner. Yeah. I mean, they got really goofy there and like the, they were 2000 teams. before and yeah. now, and now they're, I like the unique colorway the Jags have. And now I think it's pretty clean, but they don't need the, no. uh, yeah. Mm -mm. With the ones with like the shoulder pad stuff, those were odd. Uh, Jeff says it's the Kelly green jerseys from Philadelphia. Uh, we have the, Tampa Bay from Titans, Kyle. We have uh, Oilers, Chargers, Baby Blues, the Dolphins, all orange, the Rams, blue and yellow from our guy Mauricio. They've already gone back to that, though. Like the Rams, uh, yeah, Mo. The Rams are already doing that. Yeah, they've got that. That's well, it's already back. The LA Rams. I don't think it's the same jersey, though. Is it? It's it's a modern version of the LA Rams. It's a modern version of it. When they they went when they were in St. Louis, they had more of the gold and the darker blue, and then they went back to L.A. They had to wait a year. Then they busted out the, the old-school L.A. Rams. So, but I yeah. do like the old-school L.A. Rams, Mo, a lot better than their current stuff. Orlando says the Vikings, the Falcons, the Pats, and the Bears, the, the Red Patriots is a good one, and the Black and Red Falcons is like the old Michael Vick Falcons with that old logo is a good one as well. Matt says it's the Chargers powdered blue. Caleb says Eagles Kelly Green. Devin's also in uh, on the powder blue. How do you just ditch that color? I think they still have it, but it, it just doesn't hit the same. And the new, I don't think the Chargers hits the same. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, 
I feel like it's it's it is the same, but it's just a modernized version. I think. Yeah, Stephen says the Buccaneers orange sickle. Uh, Jonathan says the Rams. Uh, we've got Chargers powder blue again. More Oilers, more Rams, more Oilers. Uh, or Falcons nineties all black jerseys from Jags got juice. So uh, the oh, this is an interesting one. Where is it? Where'd that go? The Seahawks. How did did you like the old Seahawks before Legion of Boom era when they started going to that neon green all the time? Well, so like, are they talking about? That, I think I think Jody might be talking about the silver helmet Seahawks. I which, think yeah, I think I'm talking. We're talking like the oh, like that far back. I'm thinking yeah. Hasselbeck years of like no, that that no. navy blue. We're, Seahawks. we're talking about like '90s Seahawks silver helmet. With I don't know the if full I like that bird. one. Then uh, it does look it it does hit. 20, 30 years later. Yeah. The Boswell. Yeah. Yeah. It does hit 30 years later, but it absolutely looked outdated. You know, once you kind of got into the two thousands. Yeah. The Legion of boom, I thought was really cool for like one year. And then I was, I very quickly got sick of all that neon green. I don't know how Seahawks fans do it. Austin. Here's my answer. Yeah. Bring it. Cause I saw this online cause they're coming back this year. I think they're the sweetest in the game. I think they need to be the regulars because the regular ones right now stink. It is where I'm at. I'm in Tampa. I'm St. Pete, Sam, and I am campaigning while I'm down here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to bring back the orange sickle. These are so fire. And look at the helmet. Look at the helmet on Kyle Trask with the pirate's head, like, the white pants. Yeah. I don't know if you see them up there on Mike Evans, the white mm-hmm. pants with the stripe down them. These are some of the best jerseys in the game. I love these. I need these as the Buccaneers main colorway. Why would you go away for these, for that like lame, dark grayish Brown the pewter. Like the yeah, pewter the, the pewter is so gross. It doesn't pop and it blends really poorly with that dark red. Like that orange and that red, that pops, and nobody has that colorway. I love it. They look, uh, they had to go away from it, like because it did look outdated when they moved away from it in the nineties, and so that was the right decision. But everything is ready. To, you know, fashion is cyclical. Modern right? vintage, modern yes. vintage. Yes, and so I, I do really like the the uh, the the cream sickles. I. I Look, I'm a Tennessee ball guy. Anything in orange that's the right shade of orange, I, I dig. I do like a lot the Tampa Just, Bay Bucks. I, I'm single. surprised. People are ripping it. The chat doesn't like it. I'm getting a lot of bad comments about these jerseys. What is not to love about these? Like this, it looks so 80s. It looks so 80s or 70s. But Nine, in the, 80s, in, 90s. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, but the, look, it, that's what's in right now. Like that's yeah, again in right now, but it, it looks 80s in like the cleanest modern way possible. And yes. nobody has this colorway. Like half of what I like about jerseys is when like I don't think these colors are too loud. These will look good on a field and professional on a field, but you are so unique. Nobody else is doing this shade of orange, and they're definitely not doing it with red as a compliment. So I I don't know. I think this is as good as it gets right here. I want to see these back in the rotation for yeah. Tampa Bay. I, I also like Jonathan says it doesn't strike fear into anyone though. Like I, you know, look, I, I, 
jerseys don't need to strike fear. Yeah, I don't in think people. they do. Now, I, do I think the Baltimore Ravens all blacks with the purple and gold accents look sick and look kind of scary with Ray Lewis in it? Yeah, that 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 strikes fear into me. I get some PTSD when I look at Ray Lewis in a black Ravens jersey, but that's not like the ultimate goal of of you know uniforms. So yeah. I do like the the creamsicle. I do like the Oilers. I love the Oilers. I'm a sucker for that Columbia light blue. North Carolina, UCLA, Oilers blue, Chargers blue. Add to the list. I'm a sucker for that color. Brentwood Bruins, all of it, baby. Uh, But my answer is I think the Eagles Kelly Green is so much better, so much better than their dark green. I don't like dark green. Well, I, my problem with teams that they do, it's the same thing with the current Bucks, where you mix pewter with like a dark red. I don't like mixing two dark colors. And the Eagles, like their black jerseys with the dark green, just don't. I mean, like the green jerseys are fine, but it doesn't hit the same as like no, that, see, oh, I, that that green that has a little bit more pop in it and that Kelly green. Yeah, no. And I have a right behind my computer and camera in my office here. I've got a white Reggie White throwback mm. Eagles Kelly. It's a, it's a white with the Kelly Green accent. It's stitched. It's got like the bird logo on the sleeves. W- great logo. It's a great oh, logo. Yes, yes. And I, look, the Kelly Green is the best. People are saying that I'm trying to appease my in-laws. I'm not. I just think the Kelly Green is way better than the dark green. I think so too. I've had that stance for a while. Um yeah, I, I don't get – I think – I guess it was just an early 2000s thing. I feel like a lot of teams started going to those, like, dark colors and yeah. mixing two dark colors. But it, like – like I said, it doesn't make sense. It'd be like if the Titans went to, like, a, a really dark – they only did, like, really dark red and dark blue, which is, like, what the Texans do. I think the Texas jerseys stink. Like, having that light baby blue and the two-tone blue and the Titans colorway is what makes their jerseys good. And it's the reason people like the Oilers is because the, the blue is louder. The blue is lighter. And so it pops a little bit more with the red. The two dark colors, it does not work. Now, if we're talking, you know, this is a different show, I guess. But if, if we're talking Titans jerseys, I like the navy more than I like the light blue Titans I don't, jerseys. I don't like the navy when they, because they wear it with blue pants. Navy on Navy? Well, when, yeah. no, oh, no, I don't yes. like that. I don't like it with blue pants. I, <laughs> I, I would like it with white pants. That so, no, that looks good too, but I like, they don't wear that often. Yeah. That, Cause I, that's the original Titans is the Navy tops with the white pants. Uh, the baby blue, I, like the light blue Titans, I think is their best Jersey with the uh, white. See, pants. I don't like it. I, don't, I, I don't like, like the that white one. jerseys. Fine. The white on white are fine, oh, especially because people are wearing blue undershirts and blue socks and stuff like that. I think that works. I stop. We need to stop because this is all we, we have to have. We're, we're, we're doing a different conversation. We got to stop. We, we can talk uh, in like the next three weeks about the, your favorite Titans Jersey combo, because we're going to mix in the Oilers stuff with it too. Whenever oh, we true, get, true. Whenever true. we get to see it. So we'll, we'll have to revisit that, but all right, Sam, let's get to ain't that good news. Cause we both did fun things yesterday. So we'll give an update on Sam's jet skis and my bowling adventures with Buck last night, but uh, ain't that good news to send us to Friday.
sure you make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process and go to see them in Lebanon with our guy Payne Bone or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So ain't that good news? We like to share everybody's good news on Fridays before we send it into the weekend. Uh, so, Sam, I'll let you go first because we talked yesterday towards the end of the yesterday show about your jet ski first experience because you before yesterday you had never been on a jet ski and you're in St. Pete you went out to the ocean into the gulf on some jet skis take us through it did I scare well, you enough to keep you in a good line yeah you did uh Devin's right I didn't die you did have me nervous like yep. I I was very confident and very excited going in and the the way you were talking on the show yesterday I went into it a little I was like am I like, is this uh, going to be uh, harder than I think it is? And it was pretty tiring. I, like the, gr- I underestimated how little grip you have. Like you're really just like your only thing holding you on is your hands on the handlebars. And so your hands get a little, uh, you know, they wear down over time. So that was a struggle. Had a, had a battle with salt water getting into my eyes, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, then cr- I couldn't really see. That was a battle for a little bit. And then I learned a tip towards the end, which I think made it way easier, which was went like I would struggle. I would get pulled by the waves, I think, a little bit too much. It was hard to like it's like you're going left and right the whole time. It doesn't really work. You have to keep your eyes focused on something in the distance. And if you look at something <laughs> in the distance, it becomes easier to steer in a straight line and really go after it. Um, learning curve. I feel pretty good about it, though. It was a great time. I survived. Did not fall in the water at all, which uh, I think is the mission, right? I think, you know. Um, so, overall, a win for me in my jet ski debut. And, you know, will would do again. Good. Uh, yeah, would do again. Uh, so, more good news before I get to my bowling excursions. Uh, Rooney says good news. Uh, Sam didn't drown. Uh, Kenny says... Uh, good news. I've been at universal Orlando for the week, having a great nice. time. I, yeah, I dig that. Um, let's see. Uh, Jody says, Sam, you need to go to the sponge docks in Tarpon Springs, great food and cool experience. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's in St. Peter or not, but I'll let you guys Google that later. All uh, right. Ryan sponge with a super docks. chat saying uh, good news. Kentucky basketball is playing the global jam and looking like the number one team in basketball. We'll see how Kentucky does. They got to be news, better. Newsflash. They're not. newsflash john calipari says uh in november december and january we have a young team these freshmen gotta figure it out we got time to figure it out we gotta get ready for march and that's how kentucky basketball is gonna go this year uh let's see uh more good news is he he on the hot seat is is cal on the hot seat you know kind of they don't make the tournament. I think he's on. Uh, he's in trouble. Yeah, that's a that's a whole long conversation yeah. that a lot of people don't really care about. Besides True. us and Kyle, maybe <laughs> or Ryan. Um, Jonathan says saw Sound of Freedom this week. Great movie that everyone should see. I've heard some uh, rumblings about that. Uh, Valentino says uh, hope to get to ride some of my vacation starting Monday. Talking about some jet skis uh, there too. Uh, Mister Jones says. Uh, good news, Titans are getting D-Hop. Been saying it for over a month. Well, we don't know that, Mr. Jones, unless you know something. Uh, and then Billy Jones says, had a great time with his daughter last night at the Foreigner Lover Boy concert. Hope I'm glad to hear that. Always good uh, daddy-daughter time right there. Um, my good news. Right. I'm sorry? Foreigner's still doing concerts? That would be a fun – that'd be a fun show. Yeah, 
I, I, I would probably go. I'm not a big concert person, but if somebody's like, Hey, you want to go see foreigner? I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, uh, all right. Sign me up. So, uh, my good news had a great time last night at uh, buck rising split happens that, uh, benefited home street home, a great organization, helping people, uh, dealing with homelessness around Nashville, uh, you know, really great cause. They sold that thing out in Cool Springs at Kings Bowl. Uh, it was a hell of a time. Uh, a to Z had a good representation there with uh, with uh, Evan Winter, our, our managing editor of the website. Uh, Nate, one of our social guys. Uh, Andrew Shulman, our Nashville sales guy. And Andrew is the reason why I did not come out on top of the A to Z bowling uh, records because Andrew was out there bowling like 150s. Uh, on a consistent basis. And uh, my top score was 114. You know, I started off hot, kind of petered out there towards the end. Uh, but 114, I haven't bowled since last year's uh, Bucks <laughs> event. So it's been a full 12 months in between bowling for me. But 114 was my first score. And then I got like a 90 the next time after I kind of got tired and uh, having too much fun. Because uh, I will say, Sam, I told you this uh, before we started. Uh, 104.5 and the 3HL crew was all there. A bunch of people from the zone, a bunch of people that watched our show that uh, listened to the zone and Titans radio people uh, had a great time. And um, whenever Ron Slay is at an event that you're at, you're going to have a harder morning because Ron Slay was involved. Mm. And uh, look, I, I love hanging out life with Slay. The, life of the party, man. Love hanging out with Slay. He always makes it, uh, kick up a couple notches uh and he definitely did that last night uh with bucks bowling events so heck of a time um i look i love doing stuff like that sec media days next week too so you get to see a lot of those guys um and and also don uh next week too i didn't want to be the guy but jay brought it up 114 i thought you were you said you weren't bad at bowling again i haven't bowled in 114 94 something like that like we gotta hit triple digits man oh yeah i was very disappointed um i started getting (laughs) i started getting tired yeah i was very disappointed uh i was not happy with my 114 i last (laughs) year at bucks event i was like 120 130 like in back in both games you get they we gotta be sitting there i i think i had like a career day randomly like i don't remember what i bowled but it was yeah i, I wanted to get to 200 really bad but that real quick you have to be really like spot on i think yeah, my best look, is like this is, also, something. this is also such a social event like it's like it's, oh it's True. my turn like right like i've been at the bar i've been like talking to people i've been eating pizza i'm left-handed i was eating pizza with my left hand then i would go bowl and then it's like slipping like, I well, guess all right, here, this is a question we got to, I have to follow. What weight ball do you use? Um, usually 12 or 13 last night I used 12s cause they didn't have 13s uh, in our area. Like the place was sold out. I, like, I was, don't, yeah, I don't, I use like an 11 or a 10 if yeah. possible. I, I like to wait, go as far down. You just have to, I have to find finger holes that work. Yeah, with the yeah, smaller I, balls. I needed the, the problem. I had, um, the, the busing with the boys, social media guys were to our right. Darren Bates and the raw room guys were to our left, but we were sharing bowling balls with the Boston uh, social guys and me and JP, we both wanted the 12 with the extra large fingers. Yeah. And the second game we were always at the same time. So, and he was like slightly ahead of me. And so I had to go like the 12 with like the other holes, finger holes that I didn't like as much. Um, But Hey, you know, that's that's how it goes. You gotta just you gotta take the you gotta take the bowling ball and roll it. 
I see. I used to think going further down was better because I'm like, I can, I can like, uh, we had a comment here where you can really sling a seven pounder. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, you can really get some velo on this. And then I realized we, we got to let the ball do some of the work here. We yep. got to use like get, get extra weight. will do more damage on the pins. I, I was using lighter weights, throwing it down there. And then I'm like, why is it not doing any damage? Why am I just getting like seven pins down when I hit it dead center at, you know, it's because I need more weight to the ball. So I, I yep. upped it a little bit and that helped, but yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, Rooney asked Austin, do you, uh, curve or do you throw straight? I used to curve, but I'm straight no. now. I'm a straight bowler too. And I like, I, I'm a good straight bowler. Like yeah. I said, I, you know, I can bowl 175, 185, but it's straight down the middle the people that curve. No way. It's, you have to be really, really good at it to not throw it in the gutter. Like, eight yeah. And, and it, it wears your elbow out faster. True. So I'm Probably, not yeah. about that. I'm not, but hey, Andrew pretty sharp there uh, last night, but Hey, it was a lot of fun and always like doing events like that. So, uh, we'll be ready for next year. I got next season. I just need to bowl f- between now and Bucks third annual uh, sport happens. Yeah, get get some reps in like a couple weeks before, and then you know you'll be good. Yeah, the problem is I came out hot in the practice rounds. I I got I picked up a great spare in my. I've rolled three practice frames, Sam. I hit uh, seven, and then I uh, picked up the spare in my first one, a strike on my second one. And then a nine and a one on my third frame. That's, like, that's, oh, what you, good. that's the key, man. <laughs> that's the key, man. No empty frames. If you yeah. no empty frames is that's how you light up the scoreboard. That's right. All right, guys. Well, hey, hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Sam, hope you have a great rest of your time uh, as St. Pete Sam. We'll be back on Monday morning. We'll see where the D hop situation sits, but make sure you uh, give the show a big thumbs up there. We'd appreciate that as always like the show before you go on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, give us that thumbs up. We, we love that. I uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you guys soon. Appreciate it as always.